Greg Wyshynski, if you start with three points, those being sports fandom, fictional story writing, and the internet, we might be able to triangulate and start to figure out where today's story is kind of taking us. Um, if you look a little closer, it specifically involves the Seattle Kraken and TikTok. With that sort of vague but necessary backdrop, Greg, take us to the beginning of this story. Well, it begins with the Seattle Kraken, who entered the NHL as an expansion team in 2021. Last season, they finally made the playoffs. A big two-year wait for their fans. <laughs> uh, eliminating the reigning Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche. Nathan McKinnon, hit to the board by Tana. Centering pass, blocked off. The Kraken win game seven. They knock off the defending Stanley Cup champs. Now, winning is one way to capture new fans. Mm -hmm. But the Kraken also attracted attention for having a distinct social media voice which includes TikTok. So you ask me where the story begins. It begins when the Seattle Kraken were discovered by BookTok. Okay, Greg. Uh, I admittedly am not the most experienced TikTok user, but I'm also not familiar with BookTok. So let me stop you there and have you explain that. Yeah, it's a colloquial community term. No different than when you're on hockey Twitter, for example. BookTok is commonly used as a TikTok hashtag by content creators who want to discuss or review or promote books. I talked to hockey romance author Emily Rath for this piece, and she summed up BookTok like this. BookTok is a hashtag that has been used over 163 billion times on TikTok. BookTok is a hashtag that anyone, anywhere that enjoys books can use to signal to other people, I enjoy books. Whether it's audiobooks, ebooks, paperback, collecting books, spray painting the edges of books. If you like books, you can hashtag BookTok. All right, Greg, we've got a lot going on here. You just explained BookTok, this subsection of TikTok that's popular among book lovers. But you also just mentioned this author you interviewed, Emily Rath, who writes hockey romance novels. Now, I got to confess, it's not exactly a genre I'm familiar with. How long has it existed? Well, I'm very familiar with it because I wrote a book called Take Your Eye Off the Puck. It's a hockey book. And I would go check the Amazon mm -hmm. rankings and I'd be like seventh. And then like there were six novels in front of me that were all hockey romance novels. And so I'd go, I'd go and tell people, I have the best-selling hockey book were it not for hockey romance novels. Um, they've been around for a while. It's an interesting subgenre. There's a subset of the book talk community that focuses on these hockey romance novels. As Emily explained it. You know, hockey romances have been around for ages. Sports romance has been around for ages. As long as humans have loved sports, they've talked about it and written about it. And so there just so happens to be uh, you know, a whole world of within the the world of romance books, there's a world of sports romance. So you've got soccer romance and football romance and hockey romance. And yeah, so hockey romance is just a really popular genre. They've got a lot of active readers on BookTok. It's an interesting subgenre. There's a subset of the BookTok community that focuses on these hockey romance novels. And some users even create content that uses actual NHL players as proxies for the fictional characters. 
So just to be clear, these aren't the fictional authors assigning NHL players to their stories. These are the fans of those stories doing so, right? Correct, for the most part. I mean, obviously, when the authors write the stories, they might have a player in mind. That's how Emily explained it to me. But when we're talking about the book talk phenomenon, we're talking about fans of these novels looking at an NHL player and basically kind of fan casting that player as one of the fictional characters in the novel. It's no different than if you're reading, say, like Harry Potter and, and you're thinking in your head, who should be Dumbledore, right? It's kind of like that. Pick a fandom or pick any other kinds of books as well, like, like Lord of the Rings, remember? And you think, who would you fan cast as Aragorn? Who would make the perfect Thor if you're thinking Marvel, right? And so there's a fan casting process that goes on. And so 99.99% of the time, it's completely harmless. It's just the way the human mind works of like, oh, you think of a fictional character, you see someone who reminds you of that character, and you think, oh, there it is. That's who I would fan cast as this, this character. In the case of the Seattle Kraken, Book Talk started to comment on the Kraken's post involving a player named Alex Wenberg, 28-year-old center entering his 10th season in the league. And so the Kraken noticed the uptick in interest in their players. A social media team decided to lean into it, and they started to kind of hashtag Book Talk in some of these videos they'd shoot of the players. And the videos we're talking about are basically fit day checks. You know, the players walk into the arena looking very felt and wonderful in their business suits. <laughs> uh, and the Kraken started to kind of create what Emily phrased as thirst trap videos. They published these slow motion videos of Wenberg and defenseman Vince Dunn before games, you know, walking in slow motion in their suits. And the Kraken really did lean into it. They changed their TikTok bio to mostly book talk and catered to that community with captions like when you accidentally become a book talk account <laughs> and now that's all you can post. Greg at all? Kind of sounds nice, like a new community discovered hockey, and hockey welcomed them. Might have been a little strange, but nice. How did it grow from there? Well, it certainly did grow. In May, Seattle invited an influencer who has millions of followers on TikTok to attend a second-round Stanley Cup playoff game against the Dallas Stars. They flew the influencer out to Seattle, provided tickets, gifted them with a custom Kraken jersey with book talk on the nameplate. <laughs> but then a classic internet trope happened. Something fun and well-intended eventually got pushed into problematic territory. Recently, the Kraken's relationship with book talk took a dark turn when Alex Wenberg discovered that becoming an online community's main character comes with some unexpected consequences. Hi, I'm Madeline Orgis Maddie, and I'm talking about hockey and book talk again because now there's some drama. Book Talk's favorite hockey boy is Alex Wenberg of the Seattle Kraken, and lots of people have made content sort of celebrating him visually. Last week, Alex Wenberg's wife, Felicia, posted some Instagram stories basically saying, hey guys, enough is enough with the objectification. But I have to start with pressing news. And I can't believe I'm going to say this, but the most pressing news about the Seattle Kraken in not just our circles, but national media is the Wenbergs versus Book Talk. The social media video site TikTok has a subsection called Book Talk, created to talk about books. Book Talk itself has a subsection dedicated to romance novels with the nice hockey tie-in. I didn't know that book talk hockey was a thing. I saw a post yesterday from somebody I follow and I was like, book talk hockey, what? 
Well, I'll have to go down that rabbit hole later because clearly there was some drama going on. Some in the book talk community imagine real life NHL players in place of their fictional counterparts in the book. Enter the Kraken social media team. Anytime a story involves a corner of the internet that the mainstream doesn't quite understand, there's an immediate curiosity factor. So this story combined TikTok with a niche fan community. And so there was that immediate curiosity factor. I got to find out what all this stuff means. But the biggest reason this story hit, I think, is how extraordinary it is in pro sports. You have a male athlete and his wife asking fans not to objectify him, which essentially means they're also asking his own team not to use him as a thirst trap anymore in their videos. So you had sexuality, gender dynamics, internet eccentricity. It all makes for a very intoxicating social media cocktail. The Seattle Kraken book talk hockey romance controversy. If those words were basically gibberish before you pressed play, then you're listening to the right podcast. And even if you're too online like some of us and you understood those words perfectly, you should also keep listening. Because while this story might sound absurd at first, it actually touches on some of the biggest issues in sports, social media, literature, and objectification. So today, Greg Wyshynski explains what happens when the worlds of fiction, online fandom, and real-life athletes collide. I'm Israel Gutierrez. It's Wednesday, August 9th. This is ESPN Daily. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home some huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Greg, we're covering perhaps the most 2023 story ever. We've established that a group of fans of hockey romance novels who are frequently active on a part of TikTok known as BookTok started becoming fixated on some players of the Seattle Kraken, most notably center Alex Wenberg. And the Kraken, again, they're a recent expansion team who are looking to gain fans and followers. They decide to lean into this community by tagging Book Talk in videos of the players that they think they'll enjoy. Now, since we can't see them here, can you describe these videos? Do you like slow motion? Because <laughs> these things got more slow motion than a Zack Snyder movie, man. It's a bunch of videos, basically, of, of athletes outside of their uniforms. They're wearing their suits when they come into the game. Maybe it's them in a more casual environment. It's a lot of slow motion. It's a lot of focusing on them looking at the camera. Where I think the Kraken maybe slipped up was not recognizing the trend that was happening 
with these videos that they were producing to cater to the book talk community, which was kind of the crass sexualization, objectification of these athletes uh, from a, a very small segment of the hockey book talk community and not being cognizant that it was happening and, and then creating more content that fed that machine over and over again. Like Emily Rath told me, when you put a video on the feed of Alex Wenberg on the bench drinking water with his helmet off and there's water all pouring down his face and stuff, you're kind of winking at that community a little bit, at least in her eyes. So it would be them getting off the bus, them sitting on the bench drinking water with the mask off. So it's like, oh, water pouring down Wenberg's throat. You know what I mean? And they would hashtag BookTok in all of them. So it'd be like, here you go, BookTok. This is what you want, right, BookTok? We only got hashtagged in what was clearly meant to be thirst trap videos. They were not hashtagging us in, you know, done makes a shot on goal videos. It was only them being objectified for us through the lens of the Kraken providing it. Okay, so Greg, I think a lot of people listening are probably thinking, I had no idea this was a thing, and it's maybe a little odd, but it also seems mostly harmless. When does that all change? Alex Wenberg and his wife, Felicia, both published statements recently that criticized the objectification of NHL players and called out some in the book talk community for taking things too far. You know, in the past, Felicia Wenberg had joked about that fan fixation about her husband. But she published a statement on Instagram that said videos and comments made about Alex had, quote, crossed the line of what it means to fancy someone to the point where they sounded, quote, predatory and exploiting to her. Said Felicia Wenberg, what doesn't sit with me is when your desires come with sexual harassment, inappropriate comments, and the fact that with the internet, we can normalize behavior that would never be okay if we flip the genders around to a guy doing this to a female athlete. Now, Alex Wenberg published his own statement a few days later, citing backlash that his wife had received for speaking up about, quote, sexual harassment on TikTok. He noted, quote, vile comments on Felicia Wenberg's Instagram, including on photos of their two-year-old son. Alex Wenberg said the aggressive language about real-life players is too much and that it has, quote, turned into a daily and weekly comments on our personal social media and not something that we support or want our child to grow up with. All we ask for is little respect and common sense moving forward, enough of sexual harassment and harassment of our character and our relationship. Hmm. So the tables turn a couple of ways, one of them being this no longer being a fun, playful situation. It seemed like something that maybe you could address, something that you could repair, but how did the Kraken then respond to Wenberg's statements? The Kraken told me they had already started to reconsider their promotion of players to book talk back in May after inviting that influencer to that playoff game and seeing some of the comments made and kind of reconsidering maybe not catering to certain parts of that community as much as they had. Seattle archived all of its TikTok videos created for the book talk community, removing them from their social media platforms. The team was criticized for not making a statement in support of the Wembergs. They kind of just pointed to that statement as standing on its own and for also not acknowledging that it had taken down its book talk videos. The Kraken finally did put out a statement last Tuesday morning saying, quote, 
Social media provides us with a great opportunity to connect with new audiences, and we originally engaged with the BookTok community in this spirit. However, this is a good reminder that unintended consequences may arise. It is disappointing that a small percentage of online commenters cross the line. How has the greater BookTok community responded to the Wemberg statement and then the Kraken's removal of the BookTok videos? I think overall, BookTok has been very positive. I mean, once the subject of your attention comes out and says, I do not like the way this attention is, is, uh, is, is objectifying me, mm-hmm. uh, I think there's a lot of people that found that to be rational and understandable. And uh, there's been sort of a reconsideration, I guess, of, of, of how you know, far you could push things. Emily Rath said there's been some pressure on romance authors, this feeling of that they're somehow to blame for the actions of a small percentage of people that go out and behave inappropriately just because they're the ones writing the books. I've been trying to put out flyers all week about it. You know, I've had I've had other hockey romance authors in my DMs like, I'm supposed to be releasing a book and now I feel like I can't or that I need to delay it. I have I've had authors that say, I'm actively writing a hockey romance book. And now I feel like I can't. I feel like I need to change the sport. There has been such a there's been such a pressure on hockey romance authors, this feeling of like somehow we're to blame for the actions of people that go out and behave inappropriately, right? Just because we're writing books, like my book is just about joy, right? It's about joy. It's about people finding love and found family and romance and having a good time. And yeah, there's some hockey in it. And that's what all these authors feel like is like, I'm just writing a fun fictional romance story has nothing to do with real life, but now we're being held accountable for people's actions when it's like, I didn't tell you to do that. I didn't encourage that kind of behavior. And so Emily, she maybe saw some of these things coming before the Kraken could have. She told you that she actually reached out to the Kraken when they started leaning into the book talk posts. Why'd she do that? Yeah, Emily published a video that basically warned the Kraken about creating the kind of content that was objectifying players and doing so to cater to these parts of the hockey book talk community. And Seattle told me that they were aware of of her video that she put out there. She did it for a few reasons. First, because she could see where this was all leading if the Kraken kept catering to this community. She also did it out of concern for Alex Wemberg telling me that Quote, men in sports should be allowed to stand up and say, I do not consent to this objectification. I actually, at one point in early May, I stitched the Kraken directly and I asked them to stop because they it was about the fourth video in a row that they had made of Wenberg. This feels like you're pandering to us, that you keep hashtagging us only in these th- in this thirst trap content. And it's inappropriate. Like, there was a video, I swear to you, I watched it. It was maybe, they had probably done three in a row of Alex. There was a video where Alex's face is turned away and his face kind of slowly turns to camera. He was smiling. And it's like the moment he sees the cameras on him, his smile falls. And it broke my heart because my in my maybe I was reading into it, but when I saw how everything was unfolding, it's like this man was smiling. He sees he's on camera and again, and he knows what they're gonna do with that footage. His smile falls. In that moment, I feel like I saw on his face how unhappy he was that this was happening. And what what shocked me and rocked me was like his own team is doing this to him. His own team. 
after the break, where the Kraken and Book Talk can evolve from here. Delicious meat, nutritious. In the snack that packs of real protein punch, wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Trust me, I've been eating them like there's no tomorrow all week. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with your family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you, like me, are on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries, whatever it may be. Well, the good news is, Not only are Wonderful Pistachios a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snack game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom, Añejo Tequila came in with the smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky. 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely. Drink wisely. So, Greg, Emily Rath, she's the hockey romance author you talked to. She's very active on TikTok, and she watched this situation unfold in real time as a small group of people started dominating the conversation around hockey romance in this space because they went too far in their commentary. Now, what did Emily tell you about how she views what transpired between the Kraken and Book Talk? Well, she was very quick to defend BookTok, which she feels has been unfairly maligned due to the actions of a few TikTokers. From the romance reader side, there are so many hurt feelings and such a feeling of shame and embarrassment of like, we don't behave this way. We don't behave this way. We have never behaved this way. You know, I've had people that are like, I've been reading hockey romances for 30 years. I have never once gone to a game and tried to pretend that a player was my fake boyfriend. We just don't do this. She told me that there has been all this rhetoric that book talk has been sexually harassing Alex Wenberg, and that's not correct. It's not even about the hockey romance readers because 99% of them are just normal people that found a way to love hockey and and find a community for themselves. Raz said that the Wenberg situation is about that, quote, 1% that allows the lines between reality and fiction to get blurred. She said they weren't treating him like a hockey player or even like a fictional boyfriend. You just saw them sexually fantasizing about him in crass and inappropriate ways on a public forum. But she was also really concerned about how all of this reflected on her own readers and that, quote, 99% of hockey book talk that wasn't making crass comments about the Wenbergs. She said, quote, they feel gross, they feel unwelcome right now, and they feel judged. Hmm, so... uh Kind of a classic story of 1% sort of ruining it for everybody. There was also a question of how the Kraken dealt with it. So what did Emily make of the Kraken's decision to take down all the videos? Emily applauded the decision to take down the videos, but she was quite critical of the Kraken not offering any comment initially. 
beyond what the Wenbergs had released themselves. She said it kind of looked awful that the Kraken didn't immediately come out and explain why they took down the videos and, and kind of back their player. She told me she felt the Kraken hadn't done enough at this point. So Greg, from Emily's perspective, what more could the Kraken have done or what could they have done differently? Well, that's the trick, isn't it? Um, Izzy, I've covered this intersection of the NHL and social media for over a decade. And I've seen teams grow their fan bases through sassy Twitter feeds. Mm -hmm. And I've seen people get fired for making them a little too sassy, if we're being honest. When you find an engaged audience, you want to bang on that drum all day. And then the beat gets so loud that it drowns out common sense. And I think that's what happened here. TikTok as an algorithm silos you in to a narrower and narrower kind of worldview, right? It's just a joke. That's what you're hearing. It's just a joke. It's just funny. It's just that. It's just, it's just this. It's just that. Intent does not matter. If he is saying that he is uncomfortable, if he is saying his family is uncomfortable, it does not matter that you thought it was a joke. Your intent doesn't matter. If you're causing harm to a person, you have to stop. This never should have happened. People were asking that it stop since April. They were asking the Kraken to stop. And they didn't. For weeks, they kept going. But I also think this story is a snapshot of hockey marketing in 2023. It's a league of bright young stars shining in a moment when marketing the individual, whether we're talking about Instagram influencers or Twitch streamers, is what new generations of fans want and what they're used to seeing. So mm -hmm. I don't know what the Kraken could have done differently other than maybe heed the warnings of others in the book talk community because teams are going to lean into this and they're going to have to figure out how to do it without leaning in too far. And it's something that they're still learning right now. They don't quite know where the guardrails are. So Greg, is this a fun story, a funny story, or is it a cautious story when it comes to sports interacting with social media? I think it's a cautious story. And it stinks that it's a cautious story because I think that, that hockey romance fandom is fun. Like, I, I've covered uh, authors that have created hockey graphic novels. I've covered hockey romance authors. I've always been somebody who understands that my sport that I cover is sometimes challenged and breaking through to casual sports fans or even casual fandom in particular. Yeah. And so I've always been very adamant about creating as many entry points into hockey as you can create. And the idea that you have entire demographics of fans that have been created because they like a hockey romance novel and then come and watch a hockey game, that's really exciting to me. And, and I think that we have to take care not to gatekeep these fans because we find the community to be a little peculiar. And, you know, the Kraken, to their credit, have always been a very forward-thinking organization, whether it's who they hire for their front office, whether it's the creation of a really robust analytics department. Uh, they've, they've certainly been, uh, in their, their short history, a team that's really thought about things in a different way. But it is cautionary. Like, when you have an NHL player come out and say that they're uncomfortable about a way a certain part of a community is treating them, and you have a team that clearly leaned a little bit too far into the objectification of that player to the point where his wife had to go to social media and like decry it. I think it is a reminder that as exciting as it is to reach new audiences, as, as exciting as it is to get that engagement, you have to kind of keep an eye on, on how far you're leading into these things. 
Well, Greg, thank you so much for your expertise here on this very interesting subject. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm Israel Gutierrez. This has been ESPN Daily. I'll talk to you tomorrow.